0: recent story of God's outrageous care for you, and uh, way of providing for you or somebody close to you. Um, I wanted to start with a story, um, and I didn't really have a story until this morning. I thought somebody here is going to have a story to share, uh, uh, and then I had a chat with Lyndon beforehand, so I want to invite Lyndon up to share a story <laughs> of God's recent miraculous Provision. I'm
1: feeling uncharacteristically tearful today, so you <laughs> might have to excuse me. <laughs> we have, <laughs> <laughs> have tissues. Um it's a long story that I'm gonna try and condense. It's about the last since December. You some of you will have heard me tell on a couple occasions the story of my mum about nine years ago becoming uh, lymphatic cancer and melanoma that went into her lymph system and had a miraculous healing from that. In mid December. She was diagnosed with brain cancer um, she went in for a routine check and they found a huge tumor on the top of her uh, brain and obviously were all very scared and devastated. She went in two, two or three days after Christmas Day and had surgery on that. So strong in her faith, so this pure, pure faith that nothing would overcome her, and um, she also had epilepsy. a second tumour, the base of her skull, on the So we were very worried about this, but they couldn't operate at the time. So she started getting very ill, we thought the worst, and uh, she was called back in, and she was met by five doctors in, in the consultation room. Her consultant, who she's known from the previous time of her healing, came over and gave her a big hug, said that the guy come sit down, and he basically said, the, the bad news the good news is you don't have cancer anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the, the surgery had been 100 percent successful, and without any medical intervention, anyway, the yeah. other tumours has disappeared. So oh, oh, it's oh, oh, it's oh. <laughs> Very condensed story, but that's, that's been that's been an incredible time, and uh, I told Ed this morning because he played. God's great. Yeah. Being about
0: God's outrageous generosity to people, and I love it when we encounter God's outrageous generosity. It was amazing to hear Linden's the story there. I mean, it just moves me the way that God just relieves us of these massive needs that sometimes hit our families. We need God so much sometimes, and. When we were praying, Lyndon and I, it was in the time before the healing came, when everything seemed to bleed. And it's at that time we have to reach into God and remember who He is and His generosity in order to pray with faith, expecting that God wants to bless this family. And then when we, the, the testimony comes back, and he, God has done it, and He saved this family from grief, and from a long drawn out battle. most amazing encouragement that this is who God is. The same God that fed 5,000 people on the side of the mountain, the same God that's just reached into Lyndon's family and has reached into all our families at different times. So when was the last time that God did something in your life that was against the odds, that showed you that he loves you and knows your needs? When was the last time that God did the impossible? I think it's really good for us to have a dose of God's outrageous generosity from time to time. It does our faith the world of good. And I think Jesus doesn't mind leading us into these places where we are out of our depth. I'm not saying that God gives cancer. I'm not saying that God takes you into places of desperation. I'm saying that God is with you when you get those places. and He doesn't mind standing with you in order to teach you something of his faithfulness. Sometimes through the trial, sometimes he'll take you out of the trial. But either way, he will be with you. And I think this story says that he wants his followers, the disciples, to regularly be in that place where they were out of their depth and overwhelmed. And to see the thrill in their lives of God breaking through once again. He wanted them to learn a lesson that this is a lifestyle, not just a moment. And later on in the Gospels he says, Do do, do you not remember the lesson, of the loaves and the fish? It's directly applicable to my situation now. He wants us to know that God is generous and that he is faithful to our needs. He really does care. I remember one of the times in my life when I saw God move most frequently and most powerfully was when I was cap center manager for Lewisham. Lewisham, massive borough in London. We were the first CAP centre there. Being a CAP centre manager for Lewisham is just a ridiculous idea, really. The need <laughs> there is huge. It's probably one of the poorest boroughs in London. Massive, widespread needs. When we opened the CAP centre, I think within about three weeks we had three months ahead stretched out of people reaching out to us for help. And uh, so it wasn't uh, difficult to publicise what we were doing. We just mentioned it in a few places, and we were inundated. Uh, and it was just the most incredible time. And before I did my first visit, I really felt God say, I want you to treat every visit as a divine opportunity. I want you to assume that I want to bless the socks of every person that you meet through this work at Becap Center. I really want to pour out my spirit on these people. And so whenever I went through the door, I had this expectation that God wanted to do something very powerful in the life of so one of the things that I used to ask every single one of my clients was, if there was one thing that would make all the difference to you, one thing that would let you know that God loves you and is for you, and is willing to move heaven and earth to reach you, what would it be? What is the greatest I want to deal with my financial problems, usually there was something else that was big for them. It was rekindling a relationship that had been lost, or uh, it was a health issue, or something like that. And so I just assumed that whatever they said, whatever came to the surface in that moment, God wanted to meet the need. And it meant that my faith levels were high, but it also meant that I was persistent in prayer because. God wanted to do something there. And I remember there was time and time and time up again, whatever it is that level, God just stepped in and did something really special in that area. Random things, out of the blue. Kids that have been estranged for several years would just ring up that week and say, hi, I haven't spoken for a while, can we talk? And it was just the most amazing answers to prayer. And I remember that, uh, there's a I was sharing you. There was one lady called Ibronke. It was a good Nigerian name. Um... I'm not using any surnames, it was a long time ago. Lutheran's massive. So not, <laughs> I'm not breaking any confidence here or anything. Um, Eberonke was an amazing woman. She, she was so hardworking. She was holding down three or four jobs just to try and keep her family okay. afloat. She, I remember when I went to the house, the, the, the blinds were all down and the doors were kind of triple bolted. They were there was a real genuine fear of bailiffs that had been really harsh with and I remember going in feeling like this looks like a cave or a fortress, this flat. And she had four kids. Elvis was 20, and then she had an 18 year old daughter. She had a 15 year old daughter who was autistic, and then she had a 12 year old boy as well. The baby of the flat. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was, he was mummy's boy. And uh, so she had a lot going on. And she hadn't seen her husband for several years because he. She was a single mum, raising these kids. In Lewis.
1: And when I asked her,
0: I said, I believe God wants to bless you. And she was like, Amen, Pastor. (laughs) Because she was already a Christian. Um, I said, I really believe God wants to bless you. going we break through in your life, we're here to to help you with your debt situation. But we're also here because we, we really want to release blessing into your life. We really believe that God wants to do something special in these days and weeks. And what can I pray for? And she said, can I have two things? He said, firstly, that my eldest son would find his feet as a man and find some new friends because he was moving very quickly into this gang culture. Now, he didn't want to go to university. He'd been out of school for several years. He wasn't contributing a penny to the house. He he wasn't really interested in getting a job. He was just sort of knocking around and spunding off his mum. And so he hadn't realised that he was a big part of the situation that they found themselves in. So she was really concerned about him and how... He was getting all the extra money to buy all the bling that he had. Uh, he was very worried about that. She was very worried about that. <coughs> the other prayer that she had, she said, it's for my daughter, um, uh, who is autistic. She had... school so she just clamped them down and she hadn't seen her daughter open her eyes in three weeks so she said i just want my daughter's eyes to open and i want my son to be rescued and i said okay let's pray for those things and we just got to prayer it was easy to pray with this woman because she was a woman of prayer anyway and so we got praying for these things there and then in the room and then halfway that was the first visit halfway through that week we had were up to clarify something about her situation and she said "I've been meaning to call you she said, it's amazing. She said, my daughter has started to open her eyes. She's not gone back to school yet. She's, she's growing confident but she's opening her eyes. Yesterday, she had her eyes open for most of the day. She only had an afternoon nap where she just needed to shut herself away. I said, that's amazing, Ibrahim. We're going to keep praying until she's, she's back there. I did the second visit two weeks. And when I went back, she'd been back at school for three days. Her eyes opened. She was back to her old self. She didn't seem to be struggling with fear at all. It was a complete touch of God mm-hmm. Amazing. And we have organized the second visit to be at a time when the kids were going to be home. Because I said, well, how about we do kind of like a, like a family meeting? And so we gathered the kids there, including this uh, 20-year-old son. And all I did really was explain the, the financial situation. And that they would probably lose their... This lad, who hadn't been fathered for a long time, just sort of hung his head. And then he he just said, I'm I'm sorry. Because he'd heard his mum say this, but it felt like a nagging mother. But now somebody else from outside coming in and saying this alongside mum. He just kind of understood it. And he just said, I'm really sorry. I'm just really sorry. I'll I'll see what I can do. By the third visit, which was another three weeks, that lad had got himself a job. In the city. A job I wouldn't expect financial sector because he was really bright. And he'd managed to land himself a job in the city somewhere, but what his mum was really excited about is through this new job, he had a whole bunch of new friends and he'd, been, he'd just been socialising with them. He said it's like he's already taken a massive step to move away into a whole new culture. And I don't think he's been hanging out with his old mates much at all. And so for her, it was like complete salvation for her family. He started contributing quite heavily to the household finances, and they had quite, their, their whole prognosis of their debt situation changed. And I was like, God, how generous are you? It's not just about one thing or another. He cares about the whole life situation. And that was just, for me, that was one of the points of that year, just to see this family. And there's another one I want to tell you about as well, a lady called Julia. And Julia was a real East End girl. Uh, She she was around, she was in her late 50s, but she was like she was out of East End. And uh, she she was there. She she was really suspicious when we were out. So she had a friend there uh, when we first went around, and she was worried that we were like a cult that might come and see if we could get her, like we were movies. Um, when we went around, she was really suspicious at first, and then she kind of relaxed during the first meeting, and she had her friend Karen there, and uh, when I got to that point where I said, what, what would really make a difference in your life, she said, well, it's not really for me, it's for Karen, because she has a very difficult life. Um, her husband uh, is a heroin user, but... the pain, but she's, she just lives in pain, can we pray for her, uh, and I said, yeah, of course we can, that would be fine, I said, can I say a simple prayer now, I didn't get up and lay hands on her or anything, I just, said, Lord, would you would you help her in this area, of pray this pain will go, you do something, you just do something special in the area of healing for her arthritis, that was it, no, no more of a prayer than that, um, so we had the privilege of filling her cupboards and and uh, putting money on the we had a great time over the next sort of 24 hours and to our surprise she, she and Juliet and Karen ended up at church on Sunday mm-hmm. which we weren't expecting particularly but they were just really grateful they wanted to come and say thank you mm-hmm. and they didn't know how else to do it other than to come to church and just uh, meet us so they came in we were thrilled that they we were there Mary sat with them and uh, they were just really moved by the service they were, they were kind of very emotional they were like what, what is this place God is here this is amazing and at the end, Mary just said, you know, well, would you like to respond to Jesus? And they were like, yes, please, how do we do that? Mary led them in a, in a sinner's prayer to give their lives to Jesus. And they just, they were loving. It was just that presence of God coming into their lives. And then the person who was leading the meeting said, "We believe the Lord's here for healing. Would, you like to, would anyone like to come to the front? And Mary said, would you like to go? She said, yeah, okay. So we walked to the front of this old Lutheran church, um, and uh, this um, Karen had prayer and she, she said when when the, the man prayed for me it was like heat and electricity went through my body and she was in 20 tears and after she said there is no pain I walked in here in agony and now there is no pain in any of my thoughts the Lord is healing me and it was like salvation and bodily healing in the same hour Mind and spirit, and the two of them just walked out of there, different people. Amazing, that is the anointing of Jesus to reach into anybody's life and provide. I have faith for things there, and, and recently I've just been challenged. I often find that same increase of faith from time to time. I just have, I just believe for this situation, I just have a strong sense that God wants to do something here, and I'll just go after it, and I will pray hard into a situation, and I will just hold that person in that place of faith until I see a breakthrough, right sometimes involving fasting, sometimes involving going back and praying again, and just being obedient, but I'm not sure it's as frequent as it was then, because there was visits every single week, and I was invited into that situation every single week, and I just feel challenged. I want to see this as a lifestyle. I want to look for God's breakthrough power in every area of my dealings with people. I think it does us so much good to see these breakthroughs of God's miraculous generosity on a frequent basis. I think we need it as Christians. Partly because it gives us perspective when there's the, the hard things that we're wrestling through where we don't feel like we've had the answers to prayer. All of us have the where there's things that we've been praying for, we've not seen a shift yet, those mountains that haven't moved, that seem a bit stubborn, we all have those. And sometimes we don't understand why they haven't just moved those situations. But I tell you what, you need the perspective of the continuous small breakthroughs in order to have a, a right view of who God is. Because he is a not an accurate view, because God is a God of breakthrough. He is a God of care, who loves to step in and transform situations. And actually you start to see the stubborn things in a different way when you have a daily or weekly or monthly dose of God's breakthrough power. And you keep praying in a different way. God is just like Jesus. He's generous, So I think it's time to see some mountains move. Yeah. Just as I've been preparing for this morning, I just felt like in my spirit. So it's just a go again in faith to see some mountains move. And I want to see some stubborn mountains move. Some of those lines I haven't shifted, even though we've been praying at them for a while. And so I feel committed this week to a week of, of prayer and fasting. I really feel like it's time to expect God to do more. And so on your seats you will find these cards. And they ask that same question that I was asking when I was cap centre manager. What would make all the difference to your life right now? What would make all the difference to your life right now? I wonder if we could send out some pens. Because if you'd like to, I want to invite you to just write down something on this card. What would it be? What would be that thing that would let God, let, let you know that God knows your situation and would make all the difference? And if, if you'd like to, you can write that on a card. and we're going to collect these cards up and I'm going to pray over these every day for the next week. And if anyone wants to join me in a time of prayer and fasting, then you can do that and just pray that God would just send the breakthrough. Every day, I'm going to bring these things into God's presence. I'm going to name whatever is on these cards before God, and I'm going to ask for a shift for these situations. Because I think it does us good to see that generosity of God breaking through frequently in our lives. So let's just take a few moments and write whatever is on our heart.